to That Now podcast, the only podcast mad enough to embark on a musical journey through the roller coaster of bangers, bombs, and blissful indulgences of the now that's what I call music compilation albums. I'm Louis, and joining me as always are our highly qualified resident audiophiles, Marita. Hiya. And James. Hello. To listen to the Spotify playlist for this episode's tracks, please click the link in the description. And if you want to get in touch, please email thatnowpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at thatnowpodcast. During the pod, all of us will pick three tunes from each side of each compilation. These will go to a final poll that you, the listener, can vote for. The top 10 of 1983-1984 will then be inducted in the Hall of Fame. So, let's turn on our record players and find out if that is indeed now. That's what we call music. Well there done, we fantastic. Are. How are we, friends? Are we all right? Great, thanks. Seen better days, but you know. Seen better days. You're a bit under the weather, Jim, aren't you? Indeed. The, the now roller coaster will roll on. It will always roll on. It, it will always roll on. Icebreaker this week. We're just going to get to it. There's a reason why I've asked it. I'm going to ask it even. Um, but I'll give you my answer after yours, or if while you think of one. If you could, and you know, bear in mind, let's be fun about this. Don't go too serious here. If you could investigate any suspect business, what would it be? And, you know, not something, you know, something light, something fluffy. I've got one. Go for it. The, the, there's a laundrette near me in Amsterdam. His name is Tititis. <laughs> and I just want um, to know what they were aiming for with that name. Can you spell it for us, James? It's wait. Let me just double check. It's like T. It's like literally like tit tits. <laughs> Honestly, um, let me just. I'm just gonna double check. Uh, is it in the red light district? No, no. It's on. Uh, what is it on? It's on. Uh, it's on Hofe. Is it a front for something? I don't know. I just want to go to them and say. So here, I've got it on. Uh, I can post it in our WhatsApp chat. Okay, so maybe they're doing a uh, sort of scam business where they steal all the bras from the washing machines. So it's, <laughs> so, it's, so it's doing a sort of knockoff black market bra trade. Okay, so you spell it as a stretch. T I T I T S. T I T I T S. Are you writing that down, Marita? Tatitis. 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 Off the ret. Tit-tits. to tits Sounds like a nice bar in an exotic location. Just come over to Tititis for a rum and punch. Tititis, that's how you read that. Tititis. So what do you think they're up to, James? I don't know. I just want to, I don't want to investigate them for anything dodgy. I just want to go and say, what's with the name, bro? You know? Because I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. I'm sure they're lovely people. So yeah, that's that's it from me. That's your that's yours. Oh no, so, go for it. No. Oh, there's also a dodgy shop that you know one of those shops where it sells like Polish coke and uh, <laughs> everything's overpriced. And when you check the mm. sell by date, it's all out of date or just about to go out of date. And Ooh. you know you just bad vibes. There's a shop. Have you ever like bought that, anything from there? I have to because it's the kind of the closest shop. So out of necessity, ah. sometimes I've had to. When so I feel too lazy for, like, for the super bit of chocolate for. Yeah, something like that. They also sell like uh, American chalk candy, oh, and then yeah. uh, like and crisps as well. You have moved me onto my suspect business. Well, you're the American Oxford Street candy, candy yes. shop, and there's hundreds of them, and no one's mm-hmm. in them, and they're huge. Absolute front, absolute front. Money laundering, right? Hundreds. There has to be. I'm glad we're going into the true crime genre as well. Mm. <laughs> oh, right, true crime. True crime. Yeah. 
adding those genres to the to the to the Spotify profile. <laughs> the American sweet business, you know, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it's it's outrageous, isn't it? For those those rents for those shops does not equate to you buying a pack of Fruit Loops from no. <laughs> you know when you're going to Oxford Street. Mal, have you got one? Ooh, the amount of vape shops, maybe just mm. like quite near me. Every mm. other shop is a vape shop, and I don't. Yeah. How many vapes are they selling? Like, who is vaping that much? How long do vapes last? Like, yeah, need for it. They, they come. And, I feel like they come and go quickly as well, because I feel like I see a lot of them, and they come and then they go and they come again. And yeah, what's what's like a business model for a vape shop? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> really don't know. Like, Question mark profit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was your what was your um equation from a couple of episodes ago? Are we your phys- over I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the business model. <laughs> over vape. That's what it'll be. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine told me that what used to be um what used to be money laundering fronts were tanning salons. But then apparently the police started pulling the electricity bills. <laughs> And they'd oh, be like, oh, we've had X amount of customers, but then they checked the electricity bills and they didn't end up. And then wow. apparently they've now moved into more like uh, nail salons because that's how they track. That. Yeah. That's, that's good. A bit like and, um, Beckle Saul. Well, he wasn't. He was running from the back of a nail salon, wasn't it? His office. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Also, as former Amsterdamers, you two guys will appreciate uh, bike shops that don't accept card. Yeah. Expect, yeah, expect you to have like seventy quid cash. Like, yeah, yeah. car machine's not working. Oh, Everywhere yeah. is a car machine, even like yeah. market stores. So how can they not yeah. have one? So what's what are they doing in the back of the bike shop then? Just running numbers, as they say. I've not started in my investigatory films. YouTube channel yet, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. I reckon they like they've got the frame of a bike and they're just shoving bags of coke up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the brake pads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, be too yeah. surprised. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, okay. So some investigations for our our sister podcast. That yeah. now crime. Yeah. <laughs> Investigation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. All right, gang. That's good. We've got to know each other as we always do. Um. Yeah. This this podcast's now album is now three. July 1984, but side two, because we've done side one. You'll have heard that, I hope, last time. Um, uh, yes, so as I said before, we're going to be doing a Hall of Fame as usual. We'll be giving it a grade at the end. Yeah. Let's First off, what did everyone make of the album, this side of the album? I definitely think that we were right when what we've said before is that they put the worst things on the second side. Mm-hmm. generally as a whole not that it's bad they're all bad but yeah there's definitely a theme of that isn't there definitely they'd have been better dispersing some of the great songs from the first side onto this side because few and far between for bangers on this one yeah and i think i think you've got to think about the logic of it right is that if you buy one of these you're buying it for a lot of the tracks on the first one probably so you've got them all rather than buying the albums from all of them and so you'll always, mm. maybe mentally, marketing-wise, you'll put number one in. Won't you put number disc in, number tape 1A in? So that'll probably be the m- things you want to listen to most, right? Yeah. It makes okay. sense. There's a logic there. Yeah. Mm. I feel like it, most people would do that. 
I think you'd absolutely be psychotic if you got the albums and put number two in first, wouldn't you? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be sent sent away to a farm. <laughs> you know, I did think um, this album though didn't feel. It, I I felt like some of the tracks on the first side were borderline unlistable. I didn't think any the bad. There's bad tracks on this side, but I didn't think any of them were to the point where irritate. Actually, no, there is one. Uh, there's a couple. Yeah, the, many. Yeah. It, did, <laughs> yeah, it didn't destroy yeah. my life. It didn't destroy my life listening to them. Whereas I felt that for a couple of the songs on the first side of the of this of this now of this particular album now three. Yeah. yeah. I can't actually remember any of the songs since. Oh, that's the a good last start. It's a good start. This is the quality research that goes in. Can you give me some names, guys? Pop quiz. On the last I... one. On the last one. Sister Sledge. Oh. Of you. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, small town boy. Oh. Love wars. Love wars. Against oh. all odds, Phil Collins. Uh, well, an update for the listeners, Marita. Have you done Love Wars to death? Yeah. Nice. Fully to death I could, probably couldn't listen to it again if I tried what if it came on your shuffle in a year's time and you haven't heard it since now defo go with it go but, with it cool yeah not right now and in total how many times do you think you've listened to it I'm actually worried it might be on my Spotify wrapped in my top <gasps> 50 like, and it snuck in at the end of the yeah. year mm. it's the power of the podcast Mel exactly yeah love it <laughs> We've got Queen back again with I Want to Break Free coming in at number three on the UK charts. Marita, tell us about a man called Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I didn't realise it has such a churchy, organy intro. There's like 10 seconds at the start where it sounds like, you know, you're in church. Yeah. Quite, quite enjoyed that. Did sort of you a slow build. That? Yeah. yeah. It was a, so I, well, I didn't expect it either. I was like, oh, have I completely made up what this song is? But then she gets going. Uh, it's it's an anthem. Certainly. And it's catchy. It's so catchy. But I just feel like it 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 gets going. But I don't know. It's also kind of underwhelming at the same time. I know I've just said loads of contradictory things, but it's catchy <laughs> yet underwhelming. Um, it's powerful, but also meh. And maybe that's also, <laughs> maybe that's also seeing it from like our perspective. Maybe if we were around mm. at the time, it would be completely different, and it'd be like mind blowing. I mean, I've heard this song hundreds of times, mm. so maybe that's the reason why I'm not loving it so much. But yeah, um, the video, anyone? Yeah, it's iconic, right? Quality yeah. video, quality mm. video. Nice bit of cross dressing. Yeah. What does anyone else make of it? Jim? Uh, yeah, it's a John Deacon song, which are often very sweet and simple songs. Like, mm. You're My Best Friend is very similar to me. Very kind of straightforward, earnest, and nice. Or maybe not, you know, not having the depth of some of the bigger mm. hitters from Queen. Obviously, the video is like totally iconic and gone down in history. And imagine, I think I read that actually it took them off air in certain places that mm. it was seen as very inappropriate, the cross-dressing. Yeah, it's just US. a joke, right? It's just seen as a camp mm. joke, bit of fun. Mm -hmm. I think another strength of it is just that the way that Freddie sings on it, that he there's nothing predictable in about the way he sings and, and it's just like let like his delivery is all natural, doing what he wants to the lines, to the lyrics and shaping them 
I think that's really great because it's not formulaic in any way. But uh, mm. yeah, I, I agree with Mal that it's 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 a six out of ten or seven out of ten Queen song, mm. not getting to the mm. to the height to the top of the catalogue. But mm. it's on the best of no doubt. You won't be turning the radio off. It came on. It's perfectly pleasant. James, I felt you took that answer like a sort of manager after a football game. You took that sort of calmly, <laughs> serenely, talked a nice intonation, and yet we'll be back at the end of the season with uh, a few more goals. Yeah, Thanks, Gary. Match of the day. And it, that was really lovely. It was really sweet. It was cute. But yeah, I think I have to agree with you all. Obviously, I've written here a good British egg of a song. You know, we, we, we know it well. The video is very British. It's uh, interpreting Coronation Street. Uh, the terraced houses in the video are located in Leeds, James. The hair oh, yes. uh, little shout Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Uh, so, yeah, a good British favorite song, like you said. US didn't like the cross-dressing element. We were a bit ahead of the time there as Brits. Um, but, yeah, didn't really – I like it. If it comes on, I get always – do you know what? I offer a, a very common – Worm song for me, brain worm. It always comes into my head, regardless of this podcast. I think about Ooh. it a lot. I just, you know, just sort of, you know, that sort of that refrain at the beginning is very well, as our friends at Cashbox say, catchy. But uh, yeah, not. I'm not. Um, it's not my favourite thing ever. And yeah, I think the simpler of Queen songs. Um, I felt like um, there was a bit of a theme going on generally at the moment, and maybe it's indicative of the 80s, but there seems to be a lot of songs about running away or breaking free, mm. you know? Um, yeah. And it must be, you know, J uh, Jimmy Somerville in Bronski last time out, and uh, you know, just many others come to mind. I think there's another one that comes up on this album later that's a similar vein. Um, do, do, they want to do, do artists want to run away now? Is that happening now still? Is it just a theme like making love mm. or stuff like that? I don't listen to any contemporary pop songs, so I couldn't tell oh. you. I don't know what, what Taylor Swift's singing about. Mm. I, I don't think you hear it so often. I mean, one of my why I love Bruce Springsteen is that basically most of his songs are I'm running away from something. Yeah. yeah. When I used to live at home, that was a feeling I could relate mm. to a lot. Did you ever uh, run away? Uh, I left the country. <laughs> yeah, we all did actually. No, but it was more point. it was more the place, not the people or anything, you know. Of course. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that um maybe there's some kind of generational trauma for the eighties generation. Well, I think there might be, you know. Stark times had to move mm. on, change it up. But they could well, still buy a house for twenty grand though, to be fair to them. Too yeah. right. Too right, too right. Okay, up next, we've got Time After Time by Cindy Lauper, also coming in at three in the UK charts. Jay, did I give it to Mal? I gave it to Mal last time. James, give it to you, mate. You say it came number three. How did this not come number one? I mean, this is absolute pop perfection. I love so much about this song. I love the backing vocals. Uh, I just love how everything, like the synths and the percussion, are really well done. Uh, I think lyrics are really nice. I just think it's an absolute anthem of the 80s, and it's Hall of Fame, five stars from me. Cindy's absolutely smashed it here. And I like that yeah. moment on where she says, when she goes, time after, and then cuts herself off before the uh, second verse, I believe it is. And I'm just like, oh, there's a little, I wanted to go to the chorus, but you're not letting me do it. You're cutting me off. 
but I know we'll get there eventually. Yeah, love this song. The the vocal, backing vocals especially, I think really work really well as a contrast to her voice. And you hear that on some other other songs that uh, the, the backing vocals work really well. So everything's just perfect, dialed in, you know, the synth, the percussion, nothing's too over the top. A bit now, stripped back, agree? which is great. I wouldn't agree, no. Uh, it's no girls just want to have fun, is it? Sorry, mm. James, don't, don't pull that face. Um <laughs> It's pretty melancholic, but not, not in a good way. I've also said that it's quite droney and it needs a bit of gumption. Gumption. Uh, yeah, That's good. it needs a bit of a kick up the backside. <laughs> I wanted to know if it was going to be Louis' Wet of the Week. Um, I don't know if the fact that it's relatable is therefore making it good or if all the points that James just made make it a good song in most people's heads, but for me, doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Cut the mustard. No, I mean, I think I'd agree. I think I'd prefer girls just want to have fun, personally. I mean, you know, it, it is, regardless of our opinions, it is one of the best love songs out there over and over again in many lists. So, James, I don't think you're on your own there. But, yeah, I think there's, I, I think, again, there was like another song in another podcast ago where it just takes a while to get there. And I, I'm a bit, I know that chorus and that's great time after. And it's sort of, and I like how it's not a real difference to the verse. That's quite nice. But mm. it, it's just sort of, I know what I'm waiting for and I'm just a bit bored waiting for it. Because when I hear it, it's that chorus cut into something on telly or something. And I get what I want straight to the meat. So I'm not going to really be playing it myself to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's a bit of tenuous, but you know, it's just teenage angst feelings. But yeah, I think, I think, I think it's a it's a bloody fine pop tune. It won't be my wet of the week, Marita. Um, and I, to be honest, I don't think I've thought of one, but I'll, I'll think of one as we go. But it was going to she Cindy herself. I she was going to be an early doff for me. After researching and uh, you know looking into her, so I, I like her sort of opposite attitude to um pop music and being like a standard pop woman female star you know she's got colored hair she rips up her clothes she's going going a little bit sort of you know against the grain and you can tell that's a theme with me so i think she'll be an early doth of the week do remember everyone there's two other hats to be doths so don't forget <laughs> And our dots go to our go to the songs where we appreciate them, but not so much to not enough to get in the Hall of Fame, right? That's the, yeah, spot on, spot on. Uh, just speaking uh, of Cindy, do you know mm. that uh, USA for Africa, we are the world, mm-hmm. and she absolutely steals it on that with her line that I can't imitate here because that's Cindy Lauper. But I think backstage, um, she wasn't made to feel welcome because she was different and i think her singing style was also seen as a bit too different as well i'm not sure but mm. yeah it kind of feeds into what you're saying lou that she's not like orthodox let's say she's not orthodox pop star and i remember there's a bit where she's got all the bangles on her hands and, and it's being picked up by the mic and she has to take them all off and stuff mm. and yeah but she her, her vocal performance on that is like the best in my opinion yeah i think i think she's great and i think the song is just fine and it's for everyone else, just not for me. Um, 
Did you notice the? Uh, there's a a musical element. Wondering if you two picked up on it of uh, a certain household item in the in the in the song. The kitchen nope. item. Uh, it's just a general house. You'll have it all hanging okay. on the wall. You've got one on your hand, one on your phone. It's a clock ticking throughout. Oh. Uh, which oh. is obviously in, uh, incidental, not accidental. Um, and I'll tell you the origin because you're dying to know, I'm sure. Chomping mm-hmm. at the bit. Um, I'm genuinely interested. That's great. Well, obviously, it's called Time After Time. So we'll start. The- mm-hmm. You know, this is what this podcast is about. I'm not boring you in a pub about this. This is what the people want to hear. So yeah. I can actually bore on with it. Bore on. Um, the song's title was originally borrowed from a TV guide listing for the 1979 movie Time After Time. So mm. that's the origin of the name, not necessarily the meaning. Uh, but the clock theme, obviously, Time After Time, uh, maybe they thought about that. But uh, at the time, the, her manager was her boyfriend and he accidentally broke her Betty Boop alarm clock, <laughs> meaning that the new one that she got herself was so loud that she had to keep it in the bathroom because <laughs> it reminded her of him after they'd broken up. So that's why there's a clock ticking throughout. Uh. So it's uh, a nice little nugget there, Easter egg. Um, Interesting. You've transformed the way people might listen to that song now. It's true. They might really annoy them now. <laughs> might. Okay, coming in at number 10 on the UK chart is Alison Moyer's Love Resurrection. Mal, your face. You go first. Me. You go first, yes. There's a lot of things going on in this song, yet it's all so forgettable. I've heard the name Alison Moyer, and she was in the band called... Someone help me out. Yazoo. Yazoo. She's, you know, a good egg, is she? I don't know. But I, I just, I'm just from, this was one of the few songs that I only listened to twice because I was like, nah, nah, nothing, nothing for me. I completely agree. Um, I would go as far to say that I actively dislike her voice and I don't know how I know her name. Um, maybe because she appears on, you know, BBC Four documentaries when they do like a music documentary, and I don't know, like Mark um, Riley is on there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She, they might like wheel her out, like Alison Moyer gives her ten yeah. cents on whatever it is. How much do you think she gets paid for that? Because that is good money. Too probably. much. Because <laughs> she's talentless. Um, talentless. Wow. <laughs> um. Oof. <laughs> you know, if you go to like home bargains or cash and carry, and they yeah. always play like, s- yeah, <laughs> they have songs on, but you never know if they're actually by the person who recorded them because it's like quite a uh, good rip-off version of the song because they've obviously not got the rights to play the song. I feel like this is that the the equivalent. Like it, it's just so naff. And so like, she's already she's making a cover despite it. Being an original—that's great, great insult, isn't it? That is really your your song is so bad that you can't even call it an original that you've already made a cover of it. 
<laughs> I love that. Um, James, let, t- tell us about our Alison. What, what, what are we thinking? What are we missing? So what are we missing? I, I, I think Alison's got a nice voice, personally. I, I really associate her with, like, divorce music. <laughs> all, those, all the music sounds like she's just had a divorce. And it's always this, like, overblown, powerful voice that like, I'm coming right at you. Um, it is very formulaic. I, I agree with you about, you know, it just sounds like a cover. I would say on this same album, All Cried Out is a better option. That's a song that I personally have liked in the past. I love mainly that this album is called Alf, <laughs> which made me think of the alternative, no, what was it called? Alien Life Form. Do you remember that? You well, guys po- might be too young for this. Well, the, no. the character, the TV the character, Alf, yeah, from yeah, the 80s. Now. Yeah, he's like a pig, weird looking like alien a pig thing, yeah. A pig yeah. alien. Yeah. And the idea that she's recorded this super emotional album about Alf. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just like thinking, oh, is it Alf? Is it like her initials? And obviously no, Moye, so no. But no. where's Alf come from? So what does it stand so, for? Alien Life Force? Alien Life Form is it Alf the thing. Well, I think, you know, she, I think, and you know, forgive me, Alison, if I'm um, speculating on your dear self, I think she's quite spiritual. So in no that way. sense... <laughs> It means literally it, she's saying it like Alf, as in real Alf, like well, as in alien life form. She's from the planet Divorce, and she comes to spread a message. <laughs> Imagine being doing... from Planet Divorce. Oh. You don't need to be offensive, Marita, but let's no. hear what the next sentence is yeah, going yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and also, I'm sorry if any of our listeners are called Allison, but I feel like every Allison is spiritual. Like the, oh, like, yeah. she's never been on a date with an Allison. Like she'll ask you, like, what's your star sign? Definitely, like, hundred oh, that, percent. That's very common now. They like it? crystals and things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, dear. star signs. I don't well, know an Allison. At least, at least they're keeping busy. These people, you know. I think it's a slippery slope. Um, should I just give you some of the other names of her albums, which I've just come across? Sure. Yeah. She's all like one word as well, which is quite fun. Alf, nineteen eighty four. Rain Dancing, 1987. Hoodoo, 1991. Essex, 1994. Essex. Hometime, 2002. Voice, 2004. Mm. Voice, that's cool. <laughs> the, the, the term. That's lazy. Isn't it lazy? Oh, it gets even lazier, though. Look, The Minutes, 2013. And the last, most recent one, Other. 2017. Oh my god, put some effort into your Albert titles. Oh. Essex is the worst. Essex is the worst. Um, Need to steal some notes out of Duran Duran's book with your seven, your ragged tiger, and all that. Yeah. Monge 2. Monge 2, that was good. Um, Yeah, I I think. I think. um, So, much like um, Paul McCartney and his Pipes of Peace, um, (laughs) I. And you don't, you don't know where I'm going with this, and you'll understand why in a minute. I found myself in a very interesting part of the internet with this song. Um, I speak about her spirituality. The video is all set in a sort of Bedouin tent in the Middle East. She's in a um, a headdress, um, so maybe she's sympathising with uh, Islam. I don't know. It's quite vague. Um, but what that has led to is the popular musical diatribe of MuslimMediaWatch.org, which is wow. where, uh, you know, uh, many people have read because there's a lot of talk about love resurrection and divine love. Um, 
And I just wanted to let you know that I think, you know, there is a reading of it that according to the this 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 idea, the love resurrection in the title will of course be the resurrection of Adonis Dumizi Tammuz and the dying and the rising lover of Aphrodite Inanna Ishtar. Yeah? So is that Zoroastrianism you're referring to there? I, I quoted, think it sounds like Zoroastrianism, yeah. What's that? That's like the ancient religion of Persia. Okay. Prior to the conquest of the Islamic expansion. It's a good job that you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Ishtar, I think, was the main god in that religion. I'd have to double check that. Would you say Ms. Moye, Mrs. Moye was talking about it? Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, no. Ishtar is a Mesopotamian goddess of love and war. So it's not Zoroastrianism. Is it Zoroastrianism? It's kind of like, oh, it's an Epic of Gilgamesh. Anyway, I don't think you could put we, the Epic of it, Gilgamesh and Alison Moyet's back catalogue in the same... In the same sentence. No, no I think there's two uh, illusions of grandeur could be accused of there. Um, but I will, we'll sum it up with uh, a quote from an unnamed source, because I can't remember where I got it. Here is a catchphrase in search of a song, tender but disposable. Young at heart, the bluebells, placing in at number one, our first number one of the side. Whoop, 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 whoop. Originally a Banana Rama song, did you know? Did nod, yeah. nod, nod, nod. Uh, Marita, what do you think of the old bells of blue? Love it. Yeah, that violin it slaps. Just it's it such a happy song. Um, yeah. I don't know, it made me grin. Yeah. Although this, again, is rather like Love Wars in that I think it was my 27th or 28th birthday. I listened to it so much that I felt like physically unwell afterwards. Oh, really? <laughs> um, but <laughs> probably not listened to it since and then listening to it for this. It's it's just a great song. You mm. couldn't listen to that and not not have it put a smile on your face. It's just, it's brilliant. Really well-constructed. Perfect duration, doesn't go on for too long. Just just brilliant. Very happy. Um, I'm going to give it mm, a doth of my hat, my beanie. Yeah. A doth. I like doth of beanie. Doth uh, of I beanie. was also saying you could probably have something called slap of the week because I quite like it when you say that. <laughs> uh, who are you slapping this week, Mal? It'll be the bluebells, all five of them. Good. It's pro- yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, James, do you concur with our Mal? I'm also, I'm dotting my cap to this song. Absolutely Whoa, classic. I really like these Celtic influences, the the fiddle, the um, the, the kind of jaultiness of it. I feel it's a very nostalgic song for me. I, re- I associate it for some reason for going to the seaside for some reason. Oh, nice. Uh, I think they do that on the video as well. The video is very amateur and a bit yeah. weird but also just kind of funny that it is so rubbish if you know they're what just I mean. rolling them, around in a van aren't they in a just van sort of just having yeah. fun in a cafe claire yeah. grogan's there christine kachansky from red dwarf um oh. but yeah I, I, another two songs i'd recommend from the bluebells are i'm falling and kath they're two of the songs that i like from this band uh, but yeah i think this is an absolute uh legendary song and uh yeah big fan love it and it's just so much it's full of joy isn't it it's full of joy and yeah. I really like that lyric, like, how come I love them now? How come I love them more? Such a nice 
lyric, isn't mm. it? And I Waking. think the interpretation is that you've been with somebody a long time, but how come I still love them? And how come I love them more from when we first met? It's, it's a very sweet. Young um, at heart. Young at heart. Young at heart. You've got to stay young at heart, haven't you? So you've got to credit Banana Rama for those lyrics, Jim. Fair play to them. Um, mm. Although I will slaughter them sh- shortly. I um, bet you will. But this is also why I think it's important to listen to new music as well, is mm. to stay young at heart, because I never want to be one of those people who's like, like we see on these YouTube comments, was like, oh, I'm 50, and when this was out, I was, yeah. this was great, and now this is shit. I saw yeah. a, a comment on one of the songs where it was like, I'm 1,100 years old, this song was banging on the Crusades or something like that, <laughs> you know, taking the piss out of it. So yeah, I think it's good to just let's stay, like stay stay open minded about new music. So that's why I'm always listening to uh, drill rap and um, <laughs> Cardi B and mm-hmm. Megan the Stallion artists that represent my inner core. And your what? No what? Um, <laughs> I was going to mention what later actually. So uh, oh, it's yeah. going to come back around. Cosmic Minds. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. Good bit of country. I like it. Upbeat. Yeah, I didn't have a lot to say about it really. I liked it, but not more. Not, not much more. Had you heard it before you heard it on this album? Uh, no, I hadn't. No, had you two? You two seemingly had, hadn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that is that a north south divide? They're from Ooh. Glasgow, maybe. Mm, just going to stir I feel like it up it was a bit. Featured in a sitcom or something. That's well, what I feel I'll like I've from. Thank you for leading me into that, James. Um, because what it did happen, because I can speak today, is. It was released in ninety, re-released in ninety three after pop, being popular in a Volkswagen Golf advert. Mm. Exactly. But before that, it wasn't as popular, and then it became number one after the advert because it got re-released. The band, in fact, were broken up when they re-released it and had to go on top of the pops, broken up to perform the hit. Mm. Um, very awkward and the violinist uh, was suing them for his part because he didn't get any uh, songwriting rights uh, the, the dear bloke one so we're all good they're all that's, that's such an integral part of this song yeah. isn't it that'd be a bit yeah. cheeky not to give him any that's it that's it for me for that excellent good Right, moving on to the actual Bananarama and Robert De Niro's Waiting. Now, 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 friends. Now, now, now. What a title. Coming in at number three in the UK charts. Um, I'll start. I've mentioned it before. It's a thing that seemingly British artists tend to do, which is a sort of non-singing singing is what I'm calling it. Um, I'm not necessarily going to talk about the chorus, but it's kind of, you know, the chorus is kind of catchy after quite a few listens. Um, it might be more of a British thing. It's sort of like, and I went to down to the street <laughs> and I sort of saw you there. In and a city pressure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's kind of like, and I guess Bowie does it a bit, but I think Bowie gets away with it. You know, it's kind of like half singing, half song, songing, half singing, half songing, half, half singing, singing, half singing, half singing, you know. Oh, singing, off singing. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, have you ever listened to St. Etienne? They do quite a bit of that. Mm-hmm, no. Um, they, you know, they're quite sort of talky, singy, and again, that sort of British voice. I, and I think, again, it sort of puts me off a bit. I think the chorus is good because um, it does really repeat on you. But otherwise, 
it's just a bit of a shit pop song, I think. Um, Mal, some very good acknowledging, agree, agreeing there. Going on. Yeah, um, I've honestly just written um, um, uh, kind of cutesy with a bit of a yeah. dark undertone. Um, I liked it by the third play, and I thought that it sounded pretty Christmassy because it's got some bells going on. Oh, it's the bells back again. Yeah, yeah, the bells are back. But yeah. I agree with what you've said. It's forgettable. James's face, he obviously hates it. Yeah, he um, definitely hates it, doesn't and he? And not really anything more to add. I don't, I don't hate it. I'd, yeah. Yeah. They like Martin Scorsese and vote it in a bit of a doth of their cap. Too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they originally picked Al Pacino. That's it right. It didn't, mm. it didn't sing as well. Um, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> That's my Alfatino impression. That was very good. Um, James, you want to carry on Mao's thoughts? Uh, I think this song is awful. Uh, I was imagining a drill entering my head as I was uh, listening to this. They, they said he wanted to be like Pull Up to the Bumper by Grace Jones. I mean, they have... I don't know what they were smoking when they tried to do that because it's nowhere near as um, dreadful. I also, it annoys me that they say talking Italian and not speaking Italian. It just sounds kind of stupid to me. It's a and stupid also, sentence, isn't it? It's a stupid name and a chorus. Yeah. I mean, that's just annoying. In the bin, please. In the bin, firmly in the bin. Well said, James. All right, coming in at 27 with Dr. Mabuse. It's Propaganda's Dr. Mabuse. I've said it so good, I've said it twice. <laughs> Mal, you want to take that for us? Yeah. Um, initially, I thought I really digged it. And I, mm. it's kind of like a dark new wave anthem mm. that they'd maybe play in like a German club or yeah. potentially on NTS. Yeah. On a Tuesday afternoon, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then it got like two minutes in and I started to feel like a bit claust like physic like claustrophobic. Um mm. and then I listened a second time and it made me want to rip my own ears off. So <laughs> uh, quite uh, yeah. about turn. The more that she said selling your soul, the more I just wanted to despair. So selling yeah, your soul, not, selling your selling soul, soul, selling your soul, yeah. selling your soul. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not for me actually. So, um, mm. yeah, maybe mm. if they just cut it down to a minute and a half and just replicated that for well twice, it'd be fine. But kind of, yeah, yeah, not, not a fan. I'm, I, I put, I'm, I put, I'm glad it exists, but I have no desire for more of it or interest in listening again. That's that's how I feel about it. Um, that, I've only listened to it twice. Louis' limit of twice. Uh, James, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you guys have said. I, it feels like they're trying to do something that's been more interestingly interestingly done by different bands. You know, yeah. someone like Pet Shop Boys or Depeche Mode or someone yeah. like that is doing what they're trying to do, but more effectively. It feels like mm-hmm. um, didn't. Really intrigued. Just felt felt messy and a bit too overblown and inflated. Because mm. um, there's yeah. that kind of genre where these things can work, but with this yeah. one, I feel like they were just taking a punt. And it, well, it paid off to an extent for them, but but not for the Nat Now podcast crew. 
Hmm. They didn't consider us, did they? <laughs> Will um, that. I put the craftwork inspired German cousin of Will Powers. That's what it felt like. <laughs> Um, propaganda with confidence. Um, the video is quite interesting. <laughs> it was like, you know, they were just obviously. I don't know if they did this with the recording, but in the video, much like Cindy Lauper with her clocks, they were just smashing things with household items. So, like, they were smashing a bath with a hammer, and it was just sort of like, bah, bah, you know, it's sort of like quite industrial and stuff. Barbed wire on the drum cymbals, you know, it's sort of like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, it was a, what an oral masterpiece! But um, <laughs> I don't know if there was actually on there. Interesting little fact, actually, at the end of the song, which I didn't quite realise, maybe because it was in German. Uh, they play backwards the German question: "Warum schmerzt es, wenn mein Herz den Schlag verpasst?" Do you know what that means? No. Why tell does us. it hurt so much? Or why does it hurt in my heart, or something like that? Really good, James, yes. Uh, why does it hurt when my heart misses the beat? No, there you go. I know schmerz, bad schmerz, great German word for world weariness. That's good. Yeah. You got quite good German there, Jim. I did it at school, I've got to see. Should we consign that to the bin? The hopes yeah. and yeah. despair? Yeah. See you later, Dr. Mabuse. Nice knowing you. What's love? got to do with it james by tina turner uk chart placement number three james what do you think mate what do you uh, bloody think of that just think tina turner's an absolute f- i don't want to swear but she's a fucking legend she's just great she's just awesome i love how strict like the the music is quite understated but that allows her vocal to just yeah. be there and project and be out there and it's just absolutely iconic and we get that Muzak eleva- uh, elevated mm-hmm. thing back, and yeah. I found out that it's a synth harmonica. That's what it is. Ooh. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a brilliant song, and Tina's vocal performance is brilliant. And that was, like I said last time, she can read the Diarrhea Medicine label, make it sound good. Yeah, give her a good pop song, and it's art. So yeah, mm. Tina's a legend. Yes. It's Love all her. about her. This it's all about her. Simple song. And Tina just takes takes the show away. Mao, did you agree? Absolutely. She blows us away. So she well does. executed. She hits yeah. every single note. She's just mm. phenomenal. What a voice. What, what a voice. voice. So um, in control. Yeah. But beyond control. Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, I know I don't want to reduce Tina Turner to the way she looks, or any woman or person, but mm. can we have her hair for our face that we're doing a composite sketch of? Sure. Well, we've already got Lamal's hair, haven't we? We've got Lamal's hair, though. Oh, no. Well, okay. how are we, should we do... We do half one a man, a man, one we man, could one do a woman. female, yeah, a male. Man. Yeah, okay. Well, on that note, I wanted to put her gait in. The way she walks, <laughs> because in the video she's just like strut, yeah, yeah, strut, yeah, yeah. strut, and I'm singing, and I'm singing, and all these sort of actors in it who come very close to short just goes push. I'm strutting, yeah. I'm strutting, and yeah. it's just perfect. Because if mm. you didn't know what she, how she walked, <laughs> that's how you think she'd walk, and it's just I'm in control, I'm the best, I love it. So that I chose her gait to be. Uh, in our amalgamation, which a listener will come up with, I hope. 
because I don't think I have the skills unless we could no. all. No, we'll ask somebody. But we yeah. can ask somebody. Yeah, we need right. something off Cindy Lauper. I think we should think about that. Yeah, bangles. Yeah, bangles. Yeah, bangles exactly. of Cindy Lauper. Yeah. yeah, the bangles of Cindy Lauper, and also I can't wait to read this description. The bangles of Cindy Lauper. The hair mm. of the yeah, just in one line. <laughs> and can you Great. remind me again what we have for the male? We've got whose eyebrows do some some fella had belting eyebrows. Nick Kershaw was it? That's or, right. Kershaw's yeah, yeah Lamar's hair. Or was hair. it Howard Jones? No, I think it was Nick Kershaw's brows. Mm-hmm. Did we anything, have anything from Thomas Dolby? Do you have his lips or something? I'll, yeah. I'll I'll get it and I'll make sure we document You'll make this. It, yeah. You'll make it, we need yeah. to write these things down. Yeah. Um, um, can I just say that this song was initially offered to Cliff Richard, who turned it down? Yeah. Imagine what it would have sounded like had Cliff Richard had his oh, grubby paws on it. That was it was such unbelievable. His boring grubby paws all over that. <laughs> Can you? Well, it's love. It's just so already. It's sort of like eking What's out of you, isn't it? Got to do, what to with, do it? with it. Yeah. Oh, oh God! What a depressing thought. It was also then offered to Phyllis Hay- Hyman. Phyllis Hyman? Hyman? Hyman. Hyman. Then then Donna Summer and then Bucks Fizz, who all turned it down before Tina. They're lost. Donna Summer turns down every hit song. That's what I've realised over the years, it seems. Yeah. Do you think that love is a second-hand emotion? (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Is Is this song about protecting yourself from falling in love? No, I think it's about her just having a purely sexual relationship rather than... But not wanting to fall in love. Mm. It's a second-hand emotion. It's just something that might happen or could happen. Maybe then, at that moment in time. Mm. You know, she was the oldest woman in history at the time to earn a number one for this song. Billboard 100. Yeah. Yeah. She was 44. She was 44. It's now been surpassed by Cher and Kate Bush. Mm. But at the same time, that's quite... That's quite good. That's quite to good. To other she's, icons, really. To other icons. She's singing about, you know, free sex. Um, not relationships. You said that like Alan Partridge. No, I did That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> well, I did um, it before when I said Frank to the Dead. I know. So, it's yeah. kind of, I mean, if anyone likes that, then we're probably in. Quid's in, aren't we? But yeah, so, so, so well done, Tina. I was going to say another reason why I respect Tina Turner so much and admire her is that she... Moved to Switzerland, learned German, and passed a Swiss citizenship test, which I can't imagine is very, you know, for a, an American to come over later in the stage of their life and learn German like that to the point where you get, you know, Switzerland's not letting anybody in. Do you know what I mean? So, they are actually got as much money as Tina. That's what I was just <laughs> No, but I, they would give her, I don't think they gave her any special dispensation. And yeah, but somebody. She also got all that money to throw at lessons all day, every day, aren't she? She's not got to, not yeah. really got to work. She's just watching mm. the royalties rolling. That's why she can't uh, have a relationship because she's just, she's busy learning <laughs> she's just German. doing a German class. <laughs> doing a German lesson. Um, Bruce Springsteen's sister appears in the video. Pamela Springsteen. Oh, she's Ooh, well photographer, known. isn't she, I think? Oh, I didn't know. Maybe. She did a lot of Bruce's album art and they're not very good, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, just a few quotes from the Daily Vault, not Cashbox. Mark Milan. Three minutes and 48 seconds of pop perfection. Correct. Mm-hmm. Tick. Um, tick there. He noted that it's a soft synth-driven track countered 
by Turner's battle-weary voice, which I thought was a great Turner phrase, barely hiding the cynic in her. Mm. And the song reeks of attitude. <laughs> can smell it from here. <laughs> what? Tina, can smell it from here. <laughs> Wafting all the way from Switzerland, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well done, Tina. We love it. It's my Hall of Fame. My number all one of Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hall of Fame. Well, do you know what? Unanimous. I think that's the first time we've all agreed on one. I think we agreed on Red Red Wine as well back in the day. Maybe. Maybe. To check. If our memory serves us right. When you're young and you're in love by the old flying pickets coming in at the UK charts at number seven. And well, 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 well. We've had one of them before, Mal. 1940s are calling and want their song back. What on earth is that? Like, <laughs> um, it's, it's forgettable. Um, yet someone on YouTube wrote, and I mm. quote, what makes it more remarkable is that there are no instruments or backing. They're making all the sounds. And it made me laugh that someone had just been <laughs> sounds. There's all the noises. <laughs> yeah. Because this, this, yeah, it would be better if there was music in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the sounds exactly. you're making are coming from your own fucking mouths. <laughs> so instruments uh, are for. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, have you heard of the piano? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Real outlier on the album as well. It's like, it does not really. Oh, there's another song that's a bit doo woppy, but ultimately, very, very odd choice of song to put on this compilation. Yeah. Well, they'd already got that number one with Yazoo's cover, hadn't they? So, from the one before. So, obviously, Um, they're trying to ride out on some bit of fame. Um,. James, you got any thoughts? I wrote that they all look like they're on a list. <laughs> <laughs> they they look really dodgy. One guy looks like Ric Flair. I don't know if you know Ric Flair. No. They all look really dodgy. One looks yeah. like a football hooligan. Um, yeah, he's the it, best if, one because he does nothing because he just goes... Boom, boom, boom. And you think, God, do you know what? That's the best 15 grand you've made in your life. Yeah, he's getting a 20% cut or something there. Especially in the video in the last one, he's just on the fruity, putting it all in. Well, Oh. 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 Yeah, yeah I, I wrote that it feels like something from a David Lynch movie when you see him singing together. <laughs> it's like you could have the yeah. 1967 original would be like the normal world version, and then this is like the David Lynch version. You go in a bar and those guys are up there singing. You like feels like Twin Peaks. Yeah, it um, does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. And not in a good way, in a nightmarish way. Um, so no. So it's lifeless, a no. It's a big lifeless no. song. Yeah, yeah. Take um, the picket and go elsewhere. Oh, don't tell that to Maggie. She, she's a big fan of them, mate. Um, and she liked the last one. But um, yeah, I think, it, well, I like the last one, but I didn't yeah, like this one. Sorry. And um, it was unremarkable and it's boring. Um, so we're binning off Maggie. Sorry about that, Mags. But I did wonder if whether, you know, if she liked this one as well and whether maybe Dennis serenaded her with it <laughs> <laughs> on, the, um, on their 34th anniversary um but yes enough of, enough of that um i saw because the, they had a video to the last one because it's quite popular and stuff but they the video to this one was just top of the pops 
there's people dancing to it. Yeah, I saw that too. Oh, I did not. But but you, how do you it's impossible to dance to that song? It's also, like dancing to flopper, like Ness and Dorma or something. Yeah. No, it's dreadful. That's weird. Um, and final fact, it was featured in Sex Education, Netflix mm. series out there. And which I'm surprised about because the music from the first, was it season three that it was featured on? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I'm afraid. Oh. But the music from season one, Sex Education, was really great. Like, I think there was a lot of Smiths and maybe some, mm. some of the Cure. Well, it's quite, yeah, it's quite known for yeah. its music, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, well, you've done us down then, Sex Education. Yeah. I guess it's a song about being young and in love, so they just stick it in and it's a bit old. Mm. So then it's a little bit yeah. throw it in, isn't it? That's yeah, cool. Of um, all the songs in the world to go at, probably no need to reach for that one. There's probably a few more, isn't there, to go choose yeah. before. Maggie's Serenade. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, number seven. That's quite disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. That's The, the Nation. That's quite a lot of purchases of that. When do you put that on when you've got that? <laughs> Cheer yourself up on a Sunday afternoon before you go mm. back down, down the mine or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, moving on. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Wake me up before you go, go. Number one, UK number one. Mal, 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 Mal. Rightly so. Is it going to be a Louis Wedding song? It is now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah George yeah, is yeah. hitting all those highs, and I read that he he recorded the song in one take. Wow. Did he? Oh, yeah. quality. Um. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you guys haven't read that has made me automatically just doubt myself. Yep, I've doubted. <laughs> yeah, do a quick Google. But yep. um, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. It's so happy and that mm. sax goes off, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, pure pop perfection. Um, I mean, Absolutely. Iconic 80s record, just brilliant. Love it. Very happy. Hall of Famer. Oh. With you there. Same, man. Snap. Slap. James. Oh, what's James doing? Um, no, I, I completely agree. What this fantastic song. A massive respect to George Michael. I mean, what a songwriter as well to write a song as great and pop and legendary as this. You know, you can write something like Careless Whisper, you can write something like this. And with Wham, you don't really think of them as, you think of them as a produced boy band almost that mm. you'd expect them to have other songwriters for them. But no, George is that talented that he's, writing songs like this and yeah, the, the, Andrew Ridgely as well and uh, Mr Ridgely yes and also the horn line in it you know like all that that's just so well done yeah um, not much more to add but just absolutely fantastic and wham we're definitely one of the best pop groups of the 80s in my opinion. absolutely absolutely I mean I've written Stone Cold Banger but I don't want to do, say cold in the same sentence it's so warm it's yeah. so stone a stone warm banger it's, it's huge you cannot dance to it Cannot not not dance to it. Sorry, I can't dance. Imagine if you couldn't dance <laughs> if you to couldn't, that. Yeah. Dance that. Yeah, yeah. I think I was going to say a terrible joke then. Yeah. Um, does anyone not like George Michael? Well, there's some people that don't like music, right? They're uh, the strangest people yeah. in the world to me. Yeah. Oh. If you don't like music, you don't have a soul, in my opinion. No. 
<laughs> it's difficult to relate to someone who doesn't like music, right? But what are uh, you yeah, doing? Nothing. What? Yeah. How are you spending your day? How? How? How have you got the will to get out of bed in the morning if you've not got some like form mm. of music to look forward to listening to? It's also a bit like um, completely forgotten. If you don't oh, like, it's movies, like Michael so. Owen. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm. Why? What's wrong with Michael Owen? He he's only watched eight films in his life, and he just hates fiction. Like everything has to be based in reality. Like he doesn't he like that people make things up. Yeah. He, oh, is he on the mm. spectrum? I have no idea. Maybe. Well, I, no, I think he's just a footballer, really. This is a bit of a Norman. You know, the kind of guy who's not stayed up later than 11pm at any time in his life. and like, uh. Yeah. But yeah. I wow. think I think you can't not like that. And as you say, Mal, at my wedding, people are going to go off to it. Um, Can we, I don't know, is it too early to ask, but what is your favourite Wham song? Mine's Edge of Heaven. I, th- I don't really know many others other than, oh, this really? than Last Christmas, to be honest. I'm I know more George anyway. Michael's songs. You, you'll know Edge of Heaven because it's that one. Do 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Na 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 na. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Okay. Hopefully, it comes up on a future album. Okay. No, I don't know that one. I'm just trying to see if I've made. It up. It's being <laughs> yeah. the single take. I don't know how I would. I think I think that's fine. Um, in the meantime, yeah, yeah. The song according to Michael had been done in one take without any drop-ins, overdubs at all. Brilliant. Well, it, oh, he's a bloody star, isn't he? I know what what a gem. Um, quick quiz: How many views on YouTube? Hmm. Oof. Uh, six hundred million. 13 million. <laughs> That's good. We're really getting the spectrum the of uh, views there. It's more more Jim's angle. It's 445 mil. Wow. Which, um, you know, if that's one person each, then, you know, it's like a 16th of the world agrees that that's one of the best pop songs going, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is it about cocaine? I don't think so. It's not. No, it's not. You'll be wrong to think that. Isn't it about, didn't didn't someone write him a note and he'd written up, up twice? So in response, he'd wrote, written, go, go. Spot on, Mal. Spot mm. on. You're on your quiz questions this week. This is good. Yeah. Uh, Andrew originally left a note for his parents and had done just that. Oh. And then he thought, oh, this could work as a little song. So went, And he was just living at home while being in Wham. He wasn't, uh, hadn't moved out because he was on tour so much. He didn't want to move. So, yeah, they did that. Um, wake me up before you go, go. It's great. Wow. Simple. Just, just on that cocaine thing, I, I think George is the kind of songwriter that just wouldn't be so boring and cliche to be no. like, I'm writing a song about cocaine. You know, he's, he's better than that. He writes songs about emotions and relationships and feelings and I don't know. He's just, yeah, yeah he's it, not going to be drawn into something. He's better than yeah. that. Yeah. Let's leave that for, I don't know, somebody shit. Nice. Is it your Hall of Famer, James? It's not, no. Oh. I know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it could have been a couple of songs on the end of this album. Yeah. All right, moving well, on. No, not really, but well, two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on another day it is, yeah. You could easily convince me that it should be, yeah.
Thompson Twins, You Take Me Up, reaching number two in the UK charts. You can probably tell by my intonation how I feel about that. Marita, get your notes up. Do you love a harmonica? Yeah. Although I found it hard to determine what the chorus of this song was mm. and also felt like it, it was about three songs smushed into one. Mm. Um, not an enjoyable journey of a record. Um, pretty much all I've got to say about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. It was. I hate that I'm sort of saying the same review for a few of these songs, but it feels like a lot of these songs are just fannying around and they sort of had something and then they were like, yeah, but you've got to get there first. Like, well, how do we get there? All right, well, what we'll do is we'll, We'll come, this is all right. I'll stick that on the end and then I'll do another thing in between. And then, oh, suddenly we're there. And it's like, oh, oh, we're there, are we? Oh, God. It's taken a while to get there, isn't it? And it's just a bit like, oh, I'm just waiting for something to happen. And when it gets there, it's not even that good. So I'm being yeah. a bit meaner than I'd probably like because over a couple of listens, the chorus was all right. But yeah, James, do you want to save me from, from this? Or? No, it's rubbish. And, mm. um, <laughs> I don't know what this song's about. Is it about work? Is it about love? Is it about mm. liberation? It's got lyrics that kind of hint yeah. at all of these things. I think the lyric, I know what it means to work hard on machines, is absolutely dreadful. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah. That is basically just fuck, a rubbish, rubbish song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, as you can probably tell, it was supposed to try and be uh, meaningful and. The idea that working in a factory in a sweatshop it was, you know, a modern form of slavery, um, and it takes its musical form from songs that slaves would sing in the cotton fields. Quote. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I don't. They've done a it, poor job conveying that. Yeah, they really have. And I think because it's, you know, as a, as one critic put it, it's an odd contradiction with music based on African American spirituals tells the story of a factory worker in a desperate financial condition, but it also has a fun, quirky feel that belies the message. Exactly. Mm. And I think that's spot on. If you're going to make a song about a topic, at least make it fucking good. You know, like a serious topic that, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Do it worthy. Like, make, have the balls to make it <laughs> listenable. Or like, <laughs> yeah, it makes you want to listen to it more than once. Terrible. Did well, you see the music did. video? Yeah. The music video's rubbish. They were in the chain gang there. Yeah, they're just all in a circle. In a chain Dancing gang. around. Oh, oh. Jovial manner. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. But look, number two in the charts, people wanted to hear it again. You take me up. <laughs> when I um, was looking up what the meaning of the song was, I was on our, one of our favourite websites, which I should give a shout out at some point. It's called like Song Facts or something. There's many of these kind of websites. But it's a bit more interpretive than someone official for the website has written. It's people comment under the lyrics. Um, and it's always a good source of content. I'll give you the two things that were there for this song. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> Got to get it right. <laughs> it's about the Thompson twins. <laughs> I've just stopped making myself laugh. It's about the Thompson twins and when they a joy when they first encountered an elevator. So it's another lift related oh. meaning for us. You take me up. Otis and Schindler getting another shout out. <laughs> um, 
which I thought was a good little laugh for someone who's just on a website, right? And then the one underneath says, quoting lyrics, I know what it means to work hard on machines, end quote, it's about masturbation. Mm. <laughs> so many, many things going on for the people of the internet in this song. I just can't get my head around how bored are people that they're willing yeah. to comment on this shit song yeah. on lyricmeaning.com or whatever. Like, yeah. Get a hobby. But, but do you know what? Fair play to them because I'm reading it and putting it on my hobby, this <laughs> podcast. So shout out podcast, to whoever man. you were. Electric Kazoo 940 or whatever it was, James. <laughs> It's raining men. By the weather, girls. UK chart net placement number two. It's cool. It's raining men. Should we just play it? Should we just fuck it? Should we just play this one and just not say anything and move yeah, on? Just, it's the just weather just girls won't mind, will they? Bye, what a bloody mind. Oh, gang. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. James, take it away. It's my Hall of Fame. Yes. And this is why I talked about the WAP, you know? There's a direct line. From here to there, a song about a woman getting what she wants, and um, I don't. I think that's kind of a unique thing for this time. I don't know, but it feels like mm. you know. I don't. You don't hear a record like this where it's about you know a woman going out for a man. Um, mm. If you look floor filler up in the dictionary, it's this song. Epic, yes. you know, great first lines as well. The temperatures rising. Mm. It's Homer Simpson's favorite song. Homer knows it <laughs> to a thing or two. Um, I, I think you get a sense that they really enjoyed recording this song as well, like in the yeah. vocal yeah. performance as well. Mm. And um, it's got what I described as Miss Piggy vocal moments, which are good. I don't know what the correct term is. It that kind of thing. Do you know, <laughs> I don't know how you put that into words, but you know where you know when it's. Yeah. It's just the expression is happening. Mm. Uh, they're testifying. And yeah, Hall of Fame for me, it could have been Wham on another day. Ask me another day, it's mm, Wham. Mm, mm. Today, it's uh, it's Raining Men. I love on the video as well that it's actually physically Raining Men. They're coming down yeah. with umbrellas, mm-hmm. tight underpants on and coats. Yeah. And that's yeah. a great touch. And the Weather Girls smashing it. Really smashing it, Mel, aren't they? It, yeah, they are. And I think it's interesting that you've mentioned Miss Piggy because I've said that her high at the start is rather Kermit-esque. Oh, <laughs> yeah. there's a Muppet oh. theme Muppet to theme. it. Kermit yeah. Yeah. Not in an Hello. offensive way, in a, in, no. a, in, a, in a congratulatory way. Yes. Yeah. It is I Kermit-ish. Mean, it's, it's brilliant. Mm. It, uh, the clap, clap, the, the fact it seems to span so many different genres. Mm. It's brilliant. Um, can I just say something that I read Mm. Maybe from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Its lyrics describe an excitement and enjoyment of many different types of men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you describe that as your your dating career, Mal, in life? <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, no, it's a fantastic song. Very happy. Also, Hall of Famer. Um, is it a gay anthem? Yes, yeah. uh, not intentionally, but massively yeah. undertaken by the gay community. Yeah. Um, disco classic, um, you know, and another quote uh, is a lively and humorous anthem celebrating the joy of a male romantic downpour. 
<laughs> oh, a few showers of blokes in East London. <laughs> romantic downpour. I like that. Yeah, I like that. A romantic yeah. downpour. Oh, but it's bloody marvellous. It's Hall of Fame for me too, Mal. Um And Jim. So that's two we've all agreed on. Yeah, yeah. You've never heard the like. You've heard it here first. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Start to finish. Banger. Um, it's got that thing, and I'm going to describe this really poorly, where they everything up into the chorus, you know, is building up to it. So, but yeah. they've done that perfectly. Like it's not just here's a verse and then here's the chorus. It's like they really. It's quite like a clock again. Mm. It's gathering momentum. It's gathering momentum yeah. exactly, and it really they've they've just done that perfectly throughout and i can't wait to get there and then as soon as it's over i'm absolutely happy to be back in the verse because we know where we're going to go back down again and yeah, we're going, yeah okay we're going to go low again and we're going to we're going to build it up and it's just oh it's so 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 fun um again offered to donna summer who turned it down um, <gasps> i know why because she's recently become like a born again christian or something yeah and she thought it was blasphemous indeed to undertake the song. Yeah. Mm. And do you know what she did in response to it? She, I can't, poor person who wrote this, apologies, I can't remember your name, but she sent the writer a Bible the next day <gasps> after being offered it. The song was then offered to Diana Ross, Cher, and Barbara Streisand, who all rejected it. So, oh, man, it's amazing, really. Like, what a win for the Weather Girls. Cher's version might have been interesting. I don't think it would have been as good, but it might have been interesting. No, no, yeah, it wouldn't have been interesting. Um, oh, it's it's just bloody banging, isn't it? Banging song. It um, is. Doesn't it make you want to like dance around in a circle with your arms outstretched, just like you know, yeah, just, <laughs> yes. just, just sort of spinning, just, yeah, yeah, spinning and wiggling, yeah, because you, you're sort of in- incapacitated, really, with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, Martha Walsh, who was in the band, went on to you know, seeing other powerful vocals in sort of dance, house music, uh, every, every, everybody, everybody, that's easy for me to say, sorry, Black Box, um, CNC ah. Music Factory, Everybody Dance Now, oh, many others. That's cool. Um, but who, which famous member of a very big girl group covered this song? Jerry Halliwell. Yes, Spice well Girls. done. Spice Girls, Jerry Halliwell, well done. Well done. I don't remember um, it being any good, but no, I remember seeing it on the shop uh, floor, as in to purchase, <laughs> not on the floor, not just chucked on the floor in rage, <laughs> not being by bought. Martha Walsh. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. But yeah, sick of it. Um, Question for you, Louis. Please, what was the name of the original gospel group that <gasps> the uh, Weather Girls came from? Oh, do you know what? I didn't write it down. It was called. It's not called something like Interfaith or something. It was called Now. Oh, my God. You're joking. Appropriate. Yeah. Oh, I must have read something else then. That's brilliant. So Martha Walsh and her original gospel group. Oh, the the one that features on the song. They were both originally in this group called Now, Uh, which is good. It's the news of the world, apparently. Oh. Ah. Mm-hmm. And then they changed their name to the Weather Girls because they wanted to make a splash in the music industry. I certainly did that. That's not me. That's that's. Is I'll own that if it was them? me. That is their uh-huh. well, 
thereabouts there, words. There's a strong forecast of hits, and they certainly delivered. (laughs) (laughs) That's what people are here for. Safe banter. Um, Dad jokes. Yeah. Um, And kissing advice. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting one, I'd like to say. Susanna. Bye. The Art Company, coming at 34 on the UK charts. And I must just stress on that, this is a Dutch band. So obviously foreign music coming in all in English, but maybe we don't know who they are that much in the UK. UK-centric show. Mal, I want to hear what you've got. Me first. You've not gone first for a while. Have I not gone first for a while? Please, that's good. I'm glad you called me out so I can never remember each time. TampaBay.com describes it the best song sing-along you've never heard of. When I first read that, I thought, hmm, I couldn't get it out of my head. I wasn't impressed initially, but I grew to really like it. I've written grower, not a shower. Okay. Um, I like it. Mm. I like it. I think it's quite odd. But I like it. I've got a lot more to say on it, but I want to hit, hit gauge what you, you, you think of it now. I think it's like slag, slagger music. Is that how you say it? Slager, Schlag, slager. Slager music. And it's pretty reminiscent of if you were to go in a bar round Rembrandt Pline, mm. uh, I don't know, maybe seven o'clock in the afternoon before it really gets going. Seven o'clock in the evening before it really gets going. Mm. So it's a bit Someone slower. Will, it's not yeah. like... It's, it's up ramping up to the, yeah, you know, the yeah. big night out. But someone had put that on the jukebox and I'd get annoyed at them. That's that's how I feel about this song. Mm, it's kind get annoyed. Of, yeah. It's, yeah. Did you I ever can't... hear it when you were in the Netherlands? No, did you? No, I didn't either. James, no. did you? Well, this thing, I think this unlocked a memory for me because Ooh. when I listened to it, I thought I, I imagined a campsite where you turn up yeah. And everybody's singing the song, all the parents and all the kids. Yeah. And you're like, what is this song? Why do they know all the words? And they're all yeah. Susanna. Yeah. And then I'm starting to, when I found out it was a Dutch song, I'm like, has that actually happened where I've been somewhere? <laughs> and I think I'm, when I went to a wedding one time, this might have been on. Feels and everybody like knew it and singing. And I was just like, huh? But yeah, no, it reminds me of um, like Franz Bauer. I don't know if you know him. He's a Dutch singer. Happy ever for my, you know, you don't know. Mm. Dun, 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 oh, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Maybe, yeah. Similar yeah. to that. Yeah. I do actually know another song by this band, the, the, oh, yeah. the VOF Kunst. It's called uh, Ain't Cop Your Coffee. And it's mm. uh, Ain't Cop Your Coffee. Ate a cup of coffee. It's yeah. quite fun, quite a cheesy little mm. number. But um, I, I wrote that um, it's about as good as you'd expect from a cheesy Dutch song from the 80s to be. Okay. It's yeah. good. It's it's not in the echelons of what we're talking about with Wham and Tina Turner mm. and everything, obviously, but it's a perfectly good song. It's okay. Mm. I mean, it's got a catchy chorus. It's kind of got that niche feel to it because it is foreign and got that schlager edge. Mm. I detest schlager music. Mm. Um, so this is actually kind of good in that kind of folksy schlager that it might come under. But Which is, I don't yeah. find it as schlager because it's so slow. It just feels like a sort of almost folky sing-along. I wouldn't mm. say folky, but you just a bit... accordion going... Dun, dun. Well, it, yeah. Like you said, like campfire. Yeah. And it's, yeah. kind of like, it's, it's just a song that's sort of in common parlance and everyone sort of knows it and it's just like and it's sort of like 
yeah, it's like you should know this song. It, it feels like that. Yeah. It feels maybe older than it actually is. Agreed, totally. I, I did check the lyrics as well, just to make sure mm-hmm. there's nothing weird going on between yeah. Susanna and this man. Well, because it is kind of creepy the video that they're on a sofa and he's like, hey, oh, come on. It's, it's bonkers because that video has all the cheering of the crowd after yeah, every moment, which is in the song, well, the recording that I listen to anyway, as this song in Apple Music or whatever. And that implies. Because people are singing along, Susanna, but then they're also going, no, when she leaves or whatever. And it's yeah. sort of like, obviously they've recorded that, but surely people didn't know it before they recorded it. So it feels like, do you know what I mean by that? Like, it's preempting fame. It's like, the implication. Hmm. Is it like canned laughter then? Yeah, it's a bit like that. And it, it, really, it really feels like that, especially when it's sort of like all the sort of reactions to the things that are happening, like, 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 the, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know this song, the crux of it is art company bloke's got a woman round, and then he's trying to make out with her, but then the phone rings. It's the wrong mm. number. He puts it down, and she gets put off, so she leaves, which I think's a bit. She was looking for an excuse to get a bit out. Drastic. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's that's a quick. St- quick. Oh, I'm not in the mood anymore. Like, fuck it. Yeah, this guy's a creep. Let's get the fuck out. I mean, like. Mm. The idea that a phone call has ruined the mood it says more wonders about that relationship than it does about her reasons to leave. So, you know, because in the song, you know, she says, goodbye. And I say, no. And the whole crowd go, no. It's like, what do you, what do you think? Get her out of there. And all the it's video, like, all the band are there and yeah. everybody's up on the top rafters, right? All watching. Yeah, all looking. It's it's like... Sort of like an Amsterdam sex show, with, but quite <laughs> nothing, quite just a voyeuristic, yeah. Date gone wrong. Um, <laughs> very odd. Um, it's like a soft porn without the porn in it, really. <laughs> oh, it's our old friends. I think it's the first sign of madness. It's not the first. It's probably about the fifth sign of madness, Jim. Am I right? Yeah. One better day coming in at number four on the UK charts. God, they've they they're loving a bit of now. Madness, aren't they? They're everywhere. Mal, now for madness. I'm not mad for madness. No, I'm not mad for this song either. No. Um, the way he says water really irked me. Yeah, is he putting oh. it on? Yeah, definitely putting it on. <laughs> kind of um, Nash. Does he pronounce the T or not? Water. Yeah. Water. Yeah. Water. Is it water or is it water? Which second, one is it? Second, second. Sounds aggressive any which way. Yeah, it does. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's from London, though. He's got to say that. That's fine. Oh, he's, he's hamming it up. Um, is he? Yeah. D- I didn't mind the musical saxy bits. Um, and it gets better when the piano bit comes into play. But I would actively choose never to listen to it again. Mm. That's, yeah. that's, that's my take on that madness song. Yeah, they're, they're all a bit one and the same for me, Madness. James, have you... I'm just thinking, the water, like I, like I said, Kate Nash, when she says, cracks in our foundations, I don't mind yeah, that so much. That's, but that's water, quite good, yeah. Maybe less water. so. But I think I like, the, I like the sentiment of the song, when it's about, yeah. about this homeless mm. people, homeless couple, but it's yeah. not very good. No, it's uh, but it, I think it's really good justice. It to, actually, I've got to say thinking now back to things we've talked about other songs 
they have consistently written about subjects that are quite different and a bit more interesting. It's just the song itself I'm not enjoying. Yeah, it's not the subject all the well known songs good. are really silly. Yeah. Baggy choices. The one that four was about some Irish troubles, wasn't it, in Ireland and stuff? Or like spies yeah. um last time. I don't know, it's quite interesting. It makes a difference. I, can, I imagine Suggs being like, Right lads, I've I've written a song about hunger and then I've also written a song about wearing some funny wearing a funny hat. Which one shall we record? And all the lads like, yeah, just let's just do the hat one. You know, these <laughs> the serious ones aren't really working out. Oh, well, right. it is. It's number four, mate. Jolty hat it is then. <laughs> we have a song about a red guitar by David Sylvian coming in at 17 on the UK charts. I... Don't know how a song can be doing so much yet nothing at all at the same time. <laughs> it's I mean it's quite a feat really to be able to do such a thing. But I mean I never have to listen to it again. Is sort of what I'll think because I go to sleep tonight and just think you don't ever ever have to listen to that again. There's a reason it's on at the end uh, because it's the last that anyone's going to hear of it and no one's going to get to it. Look, you know, there's trying to be interesting and off the wall jazz fusion rock interpretive dance fuck off it's just it's a piece of shit is what that is and i won't hear anything else so line those kind of reviews up please james david sylvain or sylvain whatever you want to say he used to be in japan used to be in japan uh, and there's a few interesting songs by them he should have stayed there I think we'll just get back to Japan. Lost I do think there's yeah. something about his voice that's kind of interesting, like a Bowie-esque, Ferry-esque uh, vibe. But mm. yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a song of an art student. It's so overblown and yeah. interpretive. And uh, I do think from a modern perspective, this is not very interesting. But I think perhaps in 84, there isn't maybe much like this kicking around anywhere near the mainstream, at least. So perhaps it does... It would be interesting, let's say, if you're a teenager, to uncover this and mm. hear it as a as a piece of audio, you know, like as an audio experience. But I certainly think, looking back, that it is nothing special whatsoever for us as modern listeners. Yeah, um, I, think that, I think that's well yeah. well contextualised, James. Yeah, Mal, got nothing really much more to add. Although I do I do agree that he's got a sound of Brian Ferry about him, but mm. probably doing this disservice to your man, Brian. Um, I've written it's an absolute trail off of a track. (laughs) Lots going on and none of it working very well. Yeah. Yeah. Basically what you two have said. Snowy Owl better than this as a trail off track? Was that the one I liked? Yeah, what is it called again? Birds of Paradise. Birds of Paradise, yeah. That is a fucking banger. At least it had some sick guitar in it. That's that's like a song. You know what's going on in that. This is just sort of... This is going nowhere fast. Um, you know, you start at the end and you finish in the fucking foothills of nowhere. It's awful. I mean, the critics tend to agree with us, interestingly. Um, quote, a bit self-consciously arty and angst-ridden. Sylvian's voice is a very deri- derivative. Uh, and he tends to drone on in a melancholy fashion without really getting anywhere. Critics of this time are spot on. They, they're good. Mm. Interesting little link to Dr. Mabuse and Propaganda. Um, the video was directed by the same people. 
So uh, Anton Corbin. So oh, shout Corbin. out to Corbin. Corbin is a Dutch guy, right? Yeah, yeah, spelled with the J. So definitely. Um, uh, and we'll just do another little shout out to the song lyric websites where we do actually get all our content. That's where we found each other, isn't it? That's where we met. <laughs> and the adults yeah, of those forums. You were Electric Kazoo 69. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was Digital Laxative. And I was Doth every day. I'm Doth. <laughs> um, uh, so someone on this has said, I should start giving them shout outs really in their names. But uh, to me, it's about how art is the only thing anchoring him to life. The one true preoccupation, the only thing that makes sense. I recognize no method of living that that I know. I see only the basic materials I may use. I play my red guitar. Music is all he has. Poor David. He hasn't got anyone in his life, has he? <laughs> yeah. Just him and that little red guitar. And when you say little red guitar, I hope it's like a tiny little kid's ukulele. It's not like a sort of... <laughs> Like rock, like electric thing. It's just like a, you know, like that. And he just he doesn't even use it. He just looks at it. Sort of George Formby. I, I like the idea of him finishing the video shoot, and then he kind of like, "All right, guys, that's a wrap." And then the director just comes through and goes, "Are you all right, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, are you actually all right? You know? Yeah." And he just sad? goes, "Yeah, no, don't worry about me." <laughs> and he says, "David, do you not you sure you don't want a meal deal from Sainsbury's?" He goes, "No, it's all right." I've got my bean sprouts. <laughs> and he walks off and stares at a wall for an hour's break. Um, sorry, David, you're the next in the firing line, but that was <laughs> crap. I think this was a good side of no. It was all right. I th- we- yeah, the highs are high, right? Wham is high. Highs are high. Highs Weather are high. Goes is high. And, uh, the highs are high, but there's not many highs as there were, was on the first side. Side one. The sides are few and far between. So your highs mm. on the first one, Sister Sledge, Phil for me, White Lines, Specials. Oh, yeah. Womack, Womack. Specials. Bob Marley, Bronski Beat. I-, I think I prefer this side. What? Yeah. No. No, mate, the loads no, are loads. so low on this. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. George, I've got Tina, I've got Cindy. You're also damning your own Nicky Kershaw, mate. He's on the arse one. I know I like <laughs> Nick, but no, I, I'm going to stick with that. I think Tina and George, is, they're just taking it to another level for me here. Hmm. I'm going to safely you? sit on the fence and say there was a nice equal <laughs> spread per side for me. Okay. Well, that's nice because we've got an array of opinions. What about you, Mel? Worst one um, First side, yeah, side one. So, mm. if we're giving a grade, right, what would you give the first side? We did B-plus? this. Did it last week, didn't we? we did it okay, last, we, we said a B, didn't we? I think. Mm. What yeah. side? What would you give this side? Because I'd give this side a B, B minus, maybe C plus, C minus, C minus. George Michael, Tina Turner, Bluebells. Yeah, they're 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 propping up some absolute Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Oh, but talk about dirge! Come on. You've got Howard Jones, Ultravox, Orchestral Movenovers in the Dark, Duran Duran. You know what I mean? Yeah, that could That's do That's so pure dirge for me. David Sylvian. Madness. So David's trying to do something interesting. Uh, he who should not be named. The art company. Oh, yeah, we don't talk about mm. it. Exactly. The Tom's, I mean, look, mate, so 
Two can play that game. Son. Oh, we don't want to talk oh, about don't Bobby. Talk about that either. Oh, God, what an end. We're going to get cancelled. Um, Hall of Fame review. Amazingly, we've had two songs where we all agreed for the first time. Uh, and those two were... Tina Turner. Yeah. What's Love Got To Do With It? And It's Raining Men, The Weather Girls. Oh, what a banger. And my yeah. other one was... Our other ones, sorry, were... Wham Anyone for you too, and then uh, Cindy Lauper for me. Oh yeah, Wham for us. So very similar. Yeah. Mao, have we gone for all the same this week? What's all got to do with it? Hall of Fame. Wake me up before you go go, and it's raining men. Hall of Fame. Same, same, same. this week, bro. Like okay. it. Oh okay. well, that's been a blast of a side. Um, all right, and that was then, and this is now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.